CZ Media Podcast. It's a special show today. It is. It's a special show because it's the, well, one, it's the second show back from our long vacation. Boo. Boo, indeed. And then secondly, although, okay, I probably should have switched the order of these. Throughout uh, the history of the show, which you are show number 40. Oh, is there 40. some significance here? Well, not yet. All right. Like maybe at 50, like oh. definitely 100. Do I get to be 100? Yes. All right. Are you booking yourself now for 100? I am. That might be not till next year. All right. Is it on the record now? Well, you have to put it on the calendar. Well, yeah, but this is an audio recording, <laughs> so it will hold up in a court of law. In court. Because there's actual proof. Yeah. Well, the second the the other importance of this show is that throughout the history of the show, um, I've referred to you uh, in a couple different ways. Mm. The first one I think was, uh, like, I, I Lori. <laughs> Thought it whole- was I roll. Oh right, jeez Louise. <laughs> It was I roll. We refer to you as I roll. Uh, and then I think. So many levels there. Right. And then uh, I roll. And then I think I just said she. 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 Mm-hmm. And then it it's moved like her. To, right. And then it I'm moved in a to, sci-fi movie. <laughs> then it moved to wife. Ah. Uh. Your favorite pronoun. Yeah. Um, But now I just refer to you as Lori. Oh, I have a real name. You do. So which of those do you prefer? Mm, Not super fond of the she. But overall, it's all situational. Right. Yeah, I won't call you she anymore like she. That's rude. Well, unless you're like talking about like repeatedly saying my name would also be weird so as long as you said it once to begin and set the context right established who the she was exactly right so i know i'm super excited uh it's my first show with my lovely wife hi wife hi husband how are you i'm good did you have a good day today i did 
Nothing. Uh, did anything exciting happen? Um, well, you know, a work day in the summer for those of us in education is usually a little bit calmer. So, no, not terribly exciting. So, uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that the teachers are all on summer break, so they're not bothering us. And a lot of people are on vacation, like we just were, and we're not anymore. So, it's so pretty the, quiet. Your, your office is pretty... Uh, pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Yep. A lot of uh, free time. Well, a lot of catching up on things we don't get around to. Right. So... But and with, without interruptions, that's the key. Ah, Minimizing the interruptions. Right. Although, as I mentioned earlier, someone visited me with dogs today that I petted, and which is why I'm sniffling this evening, because I petted a dog, and I'm allergic to dogs. This person clearly is not up on my allergy to dogs. What kind of dog was it? Um, I don't know. Like, some sort of spaniel, I think. I asked him, but I forgot because I don't know much about dogs. They're very cute and very sweet dogs. Was it like a hairy dog, a short hair dog? Yeah, short hair. Like the kind, looks like that you would like run out and hunt or fetch or something. They're black and white. There's two of them. There was two dogs. There's two. So two dogs came to visit you. They did. Only one is really friendly. So you got double the dander. So I only actually petted one. Right. And then that was like, forget it. Yeah. It's because uh, I didn't immediately wash my hands because I just pet it really quickly and I sort of said, oh, whatever. But that was a mistake. Well, well, at least uh, you were you the, the interruptions weren't there today. Right. Minimal interruptions. Minimal interruptions. So today's show. I think it's going to be super cool because. We just came back from the most, well, I can't even say the most amazing because it seems we say that after every trip. (laughs) Well, if you said ever, then that would be excessive. Yeah, it's not ever. Like every trip could be the most amazing trip. But if you say the most amazing trip ever. Right. That's where the problem comes in. Yeah, I have a problem with ending things like that with the word ever just from the get go. I typically don't do that. Do you notice that I don't do that? I do notice that. I do do that. You do do that. I get called out on that frequently. Yeah, I don't do that because, I mean, I mean. But sometimes it's true because, like, in the past, if you say it's the most whatever ever, it's probably true until the next thing that's even better. And then that's the greatest thing ever. So it's not like you're being false. Well, no, but I don't think people. I don't think it's well received. Yeah. Agreed. It's a little overused. I mean, if I went to, if I got on a, uh, on a craft and orbited the earth a, a couple times. Like a spacecraft? Yeah. Oh. And then I came back and I said, that was the most fun, epic trip ever. Okay. Yeah. Because how many times in your life are you going to be in a craft orbiting earth? Probably never. Yeah. Likely to guess that you will never do that. (laughs) Right. Not completely impossible, (laughs) but very likely you will not do that. uh, The the chances are low. Uh, Extremely low. Very, very, very low. But it's like I went to Mexico. I mean, anyone can go to Mexico. Well, not anyone. Any. Well, this is what the show is about. Which at the end 
we want our listeners to say anyone can go to Mexico. Well, again, not anyone. Most anyone. What are you? Well, okay. You got a passport. Boom. You can go. (laughs) All right. If you have a passport, you can go. And that's what the, that's what Depends today's what show is about. Kind of because passport you have, but <laughs> if you have a, I digress. If, <laughs> if you have an American passport, I have had people like from, we do. <laughs> I have had people from uh, like Germany and India listen to the show. Oh, which is interesting. I think that is interesting. Well, we so, do have quite a few friends in Germany. Oh, uh, are you know they what? your friends? Yeah, you know what? That probably is our friends. Although I don't think we have any friends living in India right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't have anybody in India living. We have Indian friends, have, but they live. Th- in they America. live here. Yeah, I've. Uh, th- that's interesting. That you know what? I will account my German audience to <laughs> our <laughs> handful of friends <laughs> who actually live in Germany. But then, like, I don't have any in. Uh, Finland. I have a couple friends in Finland. They haven't listened. Oh, it hasn't shown up. Hmm. I think I have a few from Brazil. Oh, I'll count. I'll count them. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's the purpose of today's show is because my so Lori and I, my uh, amazing wife and I, we <laughs> go to Mexico often and just have it's the times just keep getting better. The more fun we have keeps growing the <laughs> our circle of friends keep growing the, that's true it, it's like everything just keeps getting better so when we come back here and we start telling our you know our seattle friends about our trips i mean they all say it's cool but we want them to join us ah we do but only if they want to true. we don't want to force people I mean, because that could be disastrous so so today's show is a little travel show, a travel show from uh, the perspective of, I mean, obviously we're not millionaires, so we don't travel. We're not? <laughs> not oh, yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Although CZ Media is a full-on podcast production studio now. Oh. Did you hear the news? I didn't. There's another show under the CZ Media umbrella. So that makes, so that's that's the qualifier to make you a full-on Production. What did you say? Production. Uh, uh, what am I? I don't know. Well, it I'm sounded really cool when you just said it. Production house. Production house. There we go. Right. That's that's the requirement. You have to have at least one show other than your own produced by you to yeah. be a production house. Right. Oh. Well, all right. Think. So we should like cheers or something. Yeah. Pop open. No, the I'm super sparkling. excited. Um, as you know, Cody, our friend Cody, has been on my show a few times, and. She got she had this idea for her own show, which I think is super cool. It it's, is cool. It's her and her friend Latif go out and take uh, classes on random stuff. Like so far, I think they've done an improv class, a bar fitness class. Oh, um, maybe a cook like a cooking or a cocktail. I don't know. They've taken a few. They, they're a few episodes in right now. There's but, a lot of cooking classes in yeah, our city. There's a lot of like, classes in general. People like to take cooking classes. Yeah. So their show is all about going and taking classes and then just coming back and talking about them. And they're coming at it not only from an attendee, but from a teacher too, because Cody teaches capoeira and Latif teaches hip hop dance. Oh, he's a he's a really good dancer. 
Do they take each other's classes? They have. Uh. And I think their first show, well, I should, well, no, I didn't record their their first show, but their first show was about Cody teaching Latif's class. Oh. Because she had a, I don't know, for whatever reason, she subbed. Gotcha. And taught the hip hop dance class. Uh, You know, I don't have a strong uh, desire to take a hip hop dance class. It's very fun. Does that surprise you? But you kind of have to have rhythm. <laughs> and unfortunately, you're sort of lacking in that area. So I would not necessarily recommend it. I think I could you. learn it eventually. Yeah. I, You know, I'm of the mindset of anyone can do anything, but that would be stretching your abilities, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm far better at uh, uh, making planted aquariums and terrariums. <laughs> oh, you could do a class on that. That Man. is a brilliant idea. I'm going to tie this back into the travel. You could do a class on a cruise on making terrariums. You know what? I probably that could. is a really super good idea. Like cruise people, that is a perfect audience. And it's something for them to take home? Yes. Uh, yeah, you could like... Like, make it layered with those different colors and, like, somehow tie in. Like, have, like, a little stake thing right. that says the location that they're going. A little flag? Yes, a flag. And then incorporate some decorations or components of yes. the terrarium with where they are. So, travel tip number one. Like, if you're going to France, uh, throw in a snail in there. You're not taking a cruise to France. Well, you can take one of those uh, river cruises. Well, you could, but that's not the audience. They don't oh, have not. classes on those. Okay. I'm so, talking like big scale. All right. So Jamaica, cruise to Jamaica, you can put a little pot leaf in there. <laughs> well, yes. Did you notice I was my... thinking more of a steel drum, but... Did you notice you know. my planted mini aquarium right to your I right? I did notice it. It seems like there's a filter on in there. There is. Why do plants need a filter? Because... Uh, because they need oxygen. Uh, no, they produce oxygen. Well, but they still need oxygen. Oh, CO2, actually. Yeah. And uh, plus you need to keep the water clean. Oh. And eventually a fish is going to go in there. Well, yeah, I got that. I thought you got a fish. I thought, oh, the filter's on. There must be a fish. No, I need to cycle it through. It's gonna. I'm going to leave it like that for, I don't know, maybe a week. Yeah. All to right. let it cycle through, make sure that those plants live. Fair enough. I spent a lot of time researching what plants to put in there. Yeah, it looks really nice. I think it looks nice. It does look it, when very it, nice. When it uh, grows, it's going to look even better. So eventually I want all of those uh, plants on the bottom to carpet the whole bottom of the mm. tank. And then the medium and longer plants are going to fill in more. Ah. Uh. All right. So the it'll make the well okay, we got distracted. Travel. So yeah. yes, we we come back from these super amazing trips. We talk to our friends about them. Our friends are like, "Yeah, that's cool." And we say, "Hey, you I mean, you guys should join us, but no one has pulled the trigger yet and joined us." Yeah. I'm a little uh sad that no one has. Well, okay. In all of their defenses, we are not exactly the most long-term planners. so That's true. Giving somebody a minimal amount of notice. Well, to- but at the same time, we are we do do things semi-impulsively, but around the same time. 
It's not like one trip we go in July and then the other trip we go in, you know, October. <laughs> okay, maybe October <laughs> or January. Like there, it, it's all within the same kind of scope of time. Yeah. But you're right. Most people need a little bit of heads up. But it, it it's I don't know because it, we it's so loosey goosey. It doesn't seem like it needs. You know, six months of preparation. Well, six, no, maybe two or three. Yeah. So this show is about our, I don't know, between three and five, if I can remember which ones. Three to five rules of traveling. Oh. So we'll start with the basics. So we're doing tips. We're doing rules. It right. started with a tip. <laughs> we already did tip number one. Now we're switching to rules. Tip slash rules. Oh, okay. Tip slash rules to traveling. Okay. Um. So a little a little history here. Before I met my lovely wife, <laughs> I had me. gone to. <laughs> I'd gone to Mexico a ton, but that's because my parents would drag me. <laughs> Uh, to go down to Mexico, but it wasn't for fun. No fun was had. Uh, well, I mean, I, uh, yeah, it wasn't really for fun. It was just, you know, to see uh, family, <laughs> which I guess is fun. But there was like no beach. <sighs> uh. And obviously I was a kid, so I couldn't drink. <laughs> but uh, since since wife and I have been together, we've had super awesome trips. We have. We have. And the first pretty big trip, I should say, we had was our Paris trip, wasn't it? It was. So this was a little bit ago. (laughs) More than a little bit ago. (laughs) A little bit ago. (laughs) It was quite some time ago. It was, yeah. Um, I don't want to tell, I mean, I don't want to say how long. All right. Many years. Many years. We went on this amazing trip. We spent (laughs) quite a few weeks in Paris. We went to to France. We spent the whole summer there. Yeah, we spent the whole summer there. And I tell this story often, and usually the first question is, how did you do that? So, and this is sort of, uh, this is sort of tip rule slash number one is be adventurous. Adventurous. Right. Right. Because we didn't know how it was. I mean, it could have ended disastrously. Well, you also didn't frame this in this not to be disclosed number of years ago that it was. We had zero money. Well, a lot of we also had to be super economical. Yeah. So the the, the, so but everything we do is uh, with some with a modest budget. It is in mind. Right. We're like, well, no, I prefaced that. I said we're not. Folks. We're not mineral. We're not millionaires here. We're not. So the things that we do are budget. Con- we're conscious of the budget. Yes. It's not extravagant, but I think that because we're like that, it's enabled us to have more fun. It does. Yeah, because a lot of people, actually, people from my work right now are trickling back in from vacation, and they've all done these like extravagant Hawaiian vacations, but they've only been able to do it for like a week or less because it costs so much to go to yeah. Hawaii. And they're like, they save all year and they go to Hawaii and they have a great time. And if that's yeah. your thing, that's your thing. Then well, right. 
you do it. But, but that's the that's where the adventurous part comes right. in. So where in my head, when I'm thinking of adventurous is trying something you've never done before without the safety net of being mainstream approved. Uh. Like Hawaii, uh, 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 you know, like anywhere in the U.S., like Florida, um, San Diego, like all of these places that are, are nice. But they're in this nice little safety net of where people say, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be safe. Right. And I'm going to go on vacation. Right. They don't think they, you know, they don't think uh, like Costa Rica or Honduras or, you know, even l- lots of places in Mexico. They don't they don't necessarily think that because it might not be safe. <laughs> so what I would I rec- what I say is like, you know. Be a little bit adventurous. It's like the problem. I mean, yes, you have to be careful, but the chances of something happening to you are within the margin of going to any other place. True. I mean, I don't know. There's probably data to contradict what I just said, but no, I think there's data to support what you just said. If you're reckless. It doesn't really matter where you are. That's true. Trouble's probably going to find we've you. Had, we've, uh, we've had plenty of stories where friends go here in the continental U.S. and something bad happens to them. Yes. And then we've had stories <laughs> where our friends go someplace else and something bad happens to them. Yes. Like it's not isolated to outside of the U.S. Correct. So be a little bit advent. Like make a list of places that you maybe have heard of. That you vote that you wanted to see, but maybe slightly hesitant, or you know, just I would say even just Google adventurous trips and see what happens, <laughs> right? And because I'm sure that there's a lots of websites that are dedicated to people expanding their you can traveling get all sorts horizons. of extreme sport things. Yeah, if you do that, like, do you want to go bungee jumping and skydiving and white river rafting, or even just how about uh, unorth? Well, not unorthodox, but just <laughs> uncommon travel destinations. Oh, okay. So when we went on our first major trip, which was the summer in Paris, <laughs> you speaking of uncommon destinations. Un- <laughs> well, it's uncommon in that it was for a whole summer, uh, yes. and usually the first question that I get asked is like, "How were you able to do that? Like, wasn't like just didn't the hotel cost you?" you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. So I say we stayed there for, well, technically free. Well, lodging. Yes. So how did we do that? Explain that process, wife. How did we stay uh, pretty much the entirety of the summer for free? So back then we used to own a condo here, a two bedroom condo. And I found a website which still exists. And it's a great service called Intervac. Intervac? Intervac. Like I-N-T-E-R-V-A-C. Okay. And um, it's it matches you up with people around the world who also have places that they would like to trade. So you right. find a person in another location who wants to visit where you live and you want to visit where they live and you just trade living arrangements for... Does it have to be for like 
teachers or no it's just, for anyone we just open? happened to because i happened to be a teacher oh. at that time and i happened to meet a teacher because okay. teachers generally have summers off so i always thought that this particular service was exclusive it to education not, no interesting so you're saying that anyone who wants to offer up their place for trade yes can sign up yes intervac Yes. Uh, you know what? I don't know if they are still around. They are still around. I get yeah, emails I'll, from them still. I'll research it. But how cool is that? It is so cool. And the, and it, there's you, know, you have to explore the website to fully understand. Yeah. But you can you can be really specific. Like, I want to go here and just search those places. Right. Or you can be like what we did was kind of like, you know, I'm throwing it out here. These are the dates I want to go. What is available? And... Then it'll give you different matches all over the world. And then you can kind of go from there. See, that's so interesting that they're that they don't advertise more because like the other, you know, travel sites like Airbnb, they they well, it could be because they just got a ton of money from mm. venture capital. But this particular service. So if I'm understanding this correctly, if you live, let's say you live in Seattle, you sign up for this service. And then someone from Mongolia <laughs> wants to visit Seattle. Yes. Then you can hook up or you can communicate and trade homes for however long you do, you agree on. Right. Yeah. So th that's how we went to Paris where we were matched up with, with us. She was, a, uh, well, just coincidentally, she was a teacher. Right just outside of Paris and we stayed in her I think it was a two bedroom it was but she had one bedroom blocked off yeah she did yeah I remember it. she had one so she I think locked, she advertised she, it as a one bedroom yeah, <laughs> she locked all her gold right <laughs> she she locked all of her gold away in a room that we didn't have access to <laughs> so basically we just went we we went to we flew to Paris and then uh, I don't know, took a train or a bus, yeah. found her address, which was in a town, a couple bus stop, a couple train stops away from downtown Paris. And we just lived in her flat yep. for the summer. So That's got awesome. to use all her stuff. And then she went to Seattle. Oh, and what I like to tell people is that we also ex uh, had access to each other's cars. Right. Yeah, that's an option on there. You don't have to. But you don't if have you to. Are willing. But we did. Yeah. We did. So, and then she let us also use right. her car. So uh, her car was, I don't know who, I don't know who makes it, but it's called a Twingo. <laughs> that was awesome. Which is smaller <laughs> than a smart car. <laughs> And well, we didn't drive it very many times. You're exaggerating a tad bit. Okay. It's around the size of a smart it's, car. Yeah. Uh, we didn't drive it too many times. Because <laughs> why would you? Like, we're, like, walking distance from the metro stop. Yeah. It's like we went, uh, we took the train everywhere. Uh, but we did get, <laughs> we did take a couple excursions to uh, other, like, we, I mean, we tried to go to some castle. <laughs> failed miserably. We failed but but we drove it for a bit. It was a stick. Luckily, I can drive stick. But what I think was absolutely hilarious is that at the time I had a Mustang GT. <laughs> I had a 4.7 liter Mustang GT stick. So I would just picture her driving that car around. <laughs> but so it's I mean, it's a little risk. 
Yeah, it is. It's I a mean, it's a risk doing that because basically you're letting people strangers that you're never gonna see right live in your home right, um, and you're hoping that the mutual respect of travelers. Uh, code, yeah, <laughs> will make it so that yeah. you They're you not gonna uh, trash your place. Yeah, or... you're not going to trash it. And although she was actually better than we were, because we each broke a glass at each other's places, but she replaced the one she broke at did our she? place and left me a note and said sorry, but I did not. Mostly because I didn't know where the heck to go buy a glass <laughs> to replace the one yeah. I broke. Oh, I, I, you know, I have <laughs> dreams about that trip often because the flat where we stayed was half a block away from a French. Ba- well, okay, we're in France, so they're all French bakers. <laughs> a patisserie, no brasserie. No, that's a cafe. Yeah, it's not a patisserie. I just, I just did the. Uh, yeah. No, you're in China, Chinese food joke, <laughs> but with French pastries. Yeah. No, we lived uh, a half a block away from a bakery. And when like you could just smell oh, so them good. making the bread. So delicious. And then typically what our what our uh, what day looked like is that we would get up, you know, whenever and then take the train over to downtown Paris, hang around. <laughs> Just hang out, like just hang out at the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> we did that a lot. I don't think we did that a lot. We did, and then we would come back in, in the in the early evening, and then go to this bakery, and then buy freshly made baguettes, mm-hmm. and then freshly made uh, torts. For, how do you say strawberry? From Bay. <laughs> Frambois. Frambois. Yeah. Frambois. <laughs> we didn't tarts. pick up the French thing very well. No. <laughs> we even took French classes. <laughs> we did. In preparation for this trip, we took like a six week French class. I know. Yeah, this is the only time in our life where we actually planned ahead for something. <laughs> that was fun, though. It taking was that class. Sort of fun, yeah. No, we did fine, though. We did just fine. We were we were a team <laughs> yeah. on this trip. What, what we learned was that uh, she could comprehend french better than i could but i could i can read it i don't know about comprehend it (laughs) but i could actually say the words yes a tad bit better than she did so when we would try to have conversations with people she would sort of tell me what they meant and then i could sort of (laughs) respond so it took two of us to comprehend and to reply um but we did that and so so the uh in you know to be adventurous to do something a tad bit outside of your comfort zone like something like that would be perfect like that would check both of those boxes like how cool would that be let's you know let's say you live you know you're renting an apartment on capitol hill and then you want to go visit moscow or <laughs> china well side note most leases of rental units have a caveat that well, you cannot eh. do that. <laughs> They're not going to know. So you kind of have to own your place They're not in order know. to do that. However it is, Pretty you can sure try it. So they will know. But the, the, the takeaway here, though, the takeaway is that being adventurous, and then we'll, this will be more pronounced uh, during the show, but being adventurous is going to lead to some pretty awesome trips. And 
if the budget minded adventure traveler, <laughs> a service like this is pretty cool where it's not going to cost you anything to actually stay where you want to go. And then, yes, there is a risk, you know, of because you're trading homes, but it's a mute. It's a, it's a it's a it's a mutual risk because they're also taking that same risk. It so uh, I believe that makes the the. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? The risk uh, worth the reward. Yeah, I believe that makes it almost new. That neutralizes it because you're both on the same boat. Like yeah. they don't want anyone to mess up their place either. Right. So any. So any. What was that called again? Intervac. Intervac. Okay. So we'll. You know, I'll find it and put that show. Uh, I'll put that uh, in in the show notes. So, what do you think of that being rule tip number one? Sure. Like just thinking outside the box a little bit. <laughs> um, number two. What I would say is don't have an itinerary. Oh. Like, do itineraries ever work? Well, I would say have a very outlined, like itinerary is not the word. Have a a list or an outline of activities. Because if you don't, then you're going to be three quarters of the way through and then be like, Hey, we haven't done anything. Yeah. And then there's a disappointment. Right. Yeah. So what I would say is have a general idea of what you want to do. Yeah. But then don't be so stuck to it that if something cool happens to come up, don't feel that you're missing out. Yes. Like, so the, so tip rule number two, don't have an itinerary means sort of be loosey goosey. Yes, but not so loose that you have no idea and you well, waste all of your time. That's true. Trying to figure. I mean, it you out. have to have a general idea of what it is. What's or have the- at least one of your traveling companions, which in this case is usually me, research things ahead of time. So you, you know, don't- I really the only things that I really want to do is just like go eat at different places. Right. It's like that's like I'm not into shopping. <laughs> I don't care what shopping options are there for me. Um, I'll have a massage. Ah, yes. Yeah. And then, I mean, this time we like, uh, even like muse- like museums or whatever. It's like, eh. <laughs> it's like, look, I want to just go eat at different places, try different things, but I don't want to be stuck to a to-do list because then that's just work right like why would you want like yeah and then if you don't get to it then you'll have the you'll feel that you're missing out so negative on that so yeah be loosey-goosey and one of the ways that we've uh, practiced this non-loosey-goosey is in our very first trip to Mazatlan which was how long ago? Seven? No, eight. Almost eight. No, Facebook reminded me of an eight-year picture. So we're on year eight. Oh, okay. So this is the eighth yeah. anniversary of our first trip? I believe so. Yeah. So on our very first trip to Mazalan. I'm leaning towards seven. Okay, seven. That's fine. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have a set itinerary. I mean, we were just kind of hanging out. But uh we get there 
And then we just have baby Jesus just blessed us with the luck to meet uh, two of the most amazing people that have been, well, the, that have been in our lives for a, since then. <laughs> so we met Bonnie and her husband, Bob, uh, and we just became instant friends. We did. Like instant. <laughs> but we were able to, we were able to really to identify this, uh, this friendship because we weren't so caught up in, oh, we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to do this and we have to right. do that. Like, I think that a lot of, you know, the people that travel and that make these things that they want to do on their trips, they may have an encounter, but because they're so focused on their to-do list, they don't appreciate the encounter that they had. Ah. Uh. So right. they're missing out. So they're missing out. So we didn't have the pressure of accomplishing this to-do list. So we were able to identify the amazingness of this encounter that we had with this, you know, meeting these amazing people. And that has probably been one of the most awesomest things that has ever happened to us. <laughs> Actually, Agreed. I mean, I would, I would say so. I would Because agree. they've become... Uh, because the, the you know their whole family has just become such a a big part of yeah, ours now. It's an integral part of our existence. <laughs> it it really is. <laughs> and on that trip, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Bonnie just like she was super friendly and just invited us to something that they were doing at the condo? Then no, it was it was. The 4th of July. It was the 4th of, yeah. So actually it was the 3rd of July right. when we met them. And they said, hey, there's a big 4th of July party tomorrow if you want to come along with us. Right. And we said, sure. Yeah. So that's the uh, impromptu, right? That's the, right. we get there. And then we may have had a brief conversation, but they invited us to a thing, you know, within the next day or so. And because we weren't so focused on you know, what we're going to do the next day. We just said, fine. Well, yes, we will. Yeah. And then it was awesome. It was. And then we got to meet a bunch more people we, at that party. We met a bunch more people. And this is probably, this is super cool. So at this party, we met Chewy. <laughs> we met a Mexican there. And I think I may have bought him a beer or two. <laughs> but... That same day, he told us he was getting married the next day <laughs> or a day later. Yeah. And he invited us to his wedding, <laughs> which was like a proper wedding. It was like a proper beach wedding. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then we said, yes. <laughs> of we was course like, sure, we'll go. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go like, to I would a go. wedding on the beach? <laughs> I would go. Yeah, we'll go. So then we went to this beach wedding. And then we met our other really good friends in Mazatlan, <laughs> which is Edward and Di. But we met them at this wedding. D. D. <laughs> but then we've seen them every time we go. Yep. Well, just about every time we go now to, to Mexico. So we've built this seven, eight year relationship with them. <laughs> and with, you know, with Bonnie. Because we just said yes to opportunities that came to us so not having you know being loosey-goosey just going to uh, enjoy your area enjoy where you are doing something a little bit different and then 
being able to just be free to say, hey, I'm going to enjoy people. I'm going to interact with the people who live here, have fun. Maybe, and you know, who knows? You might build some of the most amazing friendships that you've had. It can happen. So because of that, uh, we've been going back to Mazalan once or twice a year. <laughs> and we've gone back for birthdays. <laughs> we've gone back, well, for, for you know, Bonnie's had a birthday or two that we've gone to. We've been there for my birthday. Unfortunately, your birthday doesn't let us... It doesn't. It doesn't uh, cooperate. We go to Prosser for my birthday. We go to Prosser. <laughs> Although we've... this year, it's a whole week before my birthday. Because mm. the Labor Day thing is early this year. Right. Because, you know, calendars and all. And all. So, yeah. So, just, uh, you know, be adventurous. Try something new. And then, like, don't be so fixated on accomplishing a whole to-do list. You know, go to a bar or two and see what happens. And I mean, of course, I'm saying all of this within the the parameters of being safe and not doing anything crazy. Like, don't go to a bar at three in the morning and expect to build a. Yeah. You know, you know, find a find, you know, the good things to happen. But yeah, so. We've we, we've been blessed, truly by by this and and by that one that one trip because it's only gotten better it's like it's only gotten better each time each time we've gone uh trip rule number three would be what do you what do you think it would be (laughs) i don't know i thought you had it figured out i do i do have it figured out um trip rule number three would be to be nice to people once you're there. And I know that kind of falls into the other ones. <laughs> it's like not everyone that you meet when you tr- when you go on these when you go on trips is trying to sell you something or oh. just trying to you know get you to go into their shop. Oh. <laughs> it's when so in in Mazalan they have uh they have these cool taxi cabs called pulmonias, which are just <laughs> gas powered go, uh, golf carts. And I it's say hi to them. To Mazalan. It is unique to Mazalan. And they're super fun. You know, I should, I'll, I'll post a picture of it in the show notes. And I, I talk to the drivers. They even have their own statue. They do. But one of the things is they, they say, like to talk to you. Too. They do. They really want to talk to you. And one of the things that they've mentioned to me is that, People that are new to the that go there, maybe possibly for the first time, they aren't friendly. But I, I've told them it's probably not they're not friendly. It's that that they're hesitant. Oh. They're hesitant to to com- the, to even try to communicate. So trip rule trip rule number three. If it's not a commercial area where someone tr- is trying to sell you something. <laughs> And Avoid a conversation the comes share, up, guys. Yeah, oh, right. Like, just have a conversation. Be polite, but avoid them. And actually, this is uh, reminding me of the when we went to Paris for that summer. <laughs> we took a three-day trip to Nice. Oh yes, we did. And we met this really. Oh, we, we did. Had this, we went to dinner. I forgot about that. We went to dinner um, in Nice, and. I don't remember how it happened, but we sort of integrated dinners with this family that was on the table adjacent to us. And we had a great evening with them. We did. 
And I mean, I can't tell you his name, but I can tell <laughs> there's a blurry picture of us somewhere yeah. of them. And I, he was French. Yeah. And I think that he was so happy that we were trying to communicate. <laughs> I mean, maybe he saw me being brown and you being white. And it's like these people it's like, and that are trying. Like, I think that they he super appreciated that. I remember he bought us a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. He bought us some limoncellos. Limoncello. I remember the limoncello. And we just had a great evening trying to communicate with them. But I think it that conversation, that dinner just started with, like a hello. <laughs> and I don't know. I was probably As eavesdropping. Does and then every great story. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably eavesdropping and then inserted myself somehow. Seems likely. Into their conversation. But that was a great evening. It was a, I mean, it just made the meal so much, but we had pizza that, that. Did we? We did. Oh. There is a picture. I only remember the limoncello part. Yeah. The, yeah. He, but they he have amazing pizza in Nice. They did. They really do. Right. They have amazing pasta there, too. I think you had the pasta. I had the pizza. Sounds like something I would do. Yeah. So, but that amazing experience and that dinner that I remember, which I had to remind you of, <laughs> happened just because we were friendly. Like, be friendly. <laughs> it's like there's, oh, well, okay. Be friendly. That's that actually be um, tip rule number what am I on? Three? Yeah. Three. Be friendly. No one wants to hear you complain, <laughs> which is going to lead into tip rule number four, which is don't expect American processes <laughs> to follow you where you're going to go. Like change, for instance. Oh, my goodness. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I may have heard this once or twice where someone says, does anyone speak English? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and this is Mexico. Right. That happened to us in Paris, too. Did it? It happens everywhere that is well, a non-English speaking I mean, we did, we did a good job in Paris because if someone didn't speak English, they spoke Spanish. Yeah. You know, and I got the Spanish thing covered. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't really struggle all that much in Paris when it came to when it came to language. But... <laughs> And I think that there are people that are coming off of uh, the cruise ships oh, yeah. in Mexico where they expect everyone to speak. English. I mean, you're not in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not in. Cancun. Yeah. You're not in Cancun. <laughs> you know, you're not in Acapulco. Yeah. Like. You, is Acapulco still a big tourist? Place? It is. Is it really? Yeah. I Actually, I don't think I know a single person who has ever been to Acapulco before. Mm. Well, um, like maybe my 80 something year old uncle, hmm. but nobody my age. Like that's a like old people, but like old people well, when they were young. I mean, so, the heyday, like, I mean, 50 years ago. I think Acapulco's heyday, heyday was like in the 60s. Yeah. But it, no, it's still very, huh. it's still very happening. Very Americanized, huh. like pop, mega popular uh, tourist destination. Hmm. But don't. I, yeah. So the, I had I had to bite my tongue, but la, we were in line to buy tickets to an aquarium. We're in Mexico, and then we saw this lady, this American lady, walk towards us, and then she just kept on saying, "They have no American change. They have no American change." 
they have no American change. And then she just turned and looked straight at you and said, they yeah. don't have any American change. I was pretty much the only white person in the line. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, why would they? It's like, why would they have American change? It's, I mean, at the same time, kudos for you for getting off of the boat. Right. Kudos right. for getting off of the cruise ship yeah. and actually trying to. But it's like, we're not going to take your dollars. Yeah. Oh, they'll take them. Well, they not the aquarium. No, they'll take them. They just, we'll take all of them. <laughs> they just won't give you any back. Right. Well, they'll give you pesos back. Yeah. She clearly no, so it was did just not want that. Like that. I just got a little bit bugged because she was probably expecting. Like she's, I think she's the same person that's going to expect. She's going to senior frogs next. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to go and look at stuff and then she's not going to really enjoy. They're not really going to enjoy right. the area. And, and, and that's a shame. So the, the, so the, this would be uh, tip rule number four, where don't have those expectations because I mean, you're not in the U S <laughs> I mean, wherever you are, you're not in the, I mean, you can be in Paris, Germany, can get a better deal with local currency anyway. Yeah. Get some local currency. Yeah. It's not a, don't have that expectation. You know, well, I mean, how long has the saying when in Rome been going on? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Since Rome was built. Since Rome. Yeah. So when in Rome. <laughs> If you're in Mexico, get some pesos. <laughs> if you're in Brazil, get some reales. <laughs> now, if you're in Spain, get some uh, euros. euros. <laughs> get some euros because you because you'll need them. Um, let's see. Tip rule number five. I'll need help coming up with tip rule number five. <laughs> well, you said I said three to five. Three to five. I feel now obligated so you did to give four. five. Four is exactly three to five because I did a tip to start with. Oh, you did. So you did. So can I remember what they were? So the first <laughs> one was be adventurous. The second one was uh, be loosey goosey. <laughs> the, that was the, yeah, okay. The third one was. Um, be f now friendly was fourth. Yeah, friendly was fourth. Oh, no itinerary was oh, three. Yeah, no itinerary. I thought that was two. And your Lucy Goosey, Goosey was, was three. three. Yeah, you're right. So number one, be adventurous. Number two, no itinerary. <laughs> number three, Lucy Goosey. <laughs> number four, um, friendly. be friendly. And I guess number five could be win in Rome. Ah. Right? Yeah. It could be. Embrace. So, em yeah, perfect. That is the perfect thing to say. Embrace. Because if you follow all of these things, I tr I really, really think that it would let people have better trips. I agree. Like, don't be so fixated on stuff. Go with the flow. I mean, I, for some people, this is going to be absolutely impossible if they're out of the U.S., Right. So they're going to need a little <laughs> guidance, which is why we want some of our friends to join us when we go. 
which I think actually I'm pretty hopeful that within the next year or two, one of uh, one or two of our friends will join us. I think we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um. The problem is, it's a tad bit expensive to fly to Mazatlan relative to other places that sure. you can fly to extremely inexpensively. So but, that is a major hurdle right. or barrier well, to many people. But be- it's isn't but then at the flip side, you're not gonna spend a gazillion dollars. Right. Once but they don't there. know that you don't know that until you're there. Yeah. So like trying to convince somebody to spend upwards of five hundred, closer to a thousand if we're going in the high season, like at New Year's. Yeah. You know, seven, eight hundred dollars on a plane ticket to a place they've never been that they don't know if they're gonna like. But that's pretty common though, isn't it? Well as opposed to spending three hundred and going to LA and then spending a thousand on right, a hotel. But people don't always see it that way. Well, I mean that's what that's what the show is about. <laughs> Be holistic. R- tip rule number six. Ooh, bonus tip. Bonus tip. <laughs> Just because it costs a little bit more to get there ultimately might mean that it's a little bit cheaper to actually be there. Yeah. Oh, actually, our one of our most inexpensive vacations was Greece, even though it cost a fortune to get there. Yeah. But it was so cheap when Greece, we were there. Greece was amazing. We Like I'm telling you, we've had some pretty f- fantastic trips. Greece was awesome. We were on Boats, we yeah. were on planes, we were on <laughs> everything, cars, we did everything there, and for very inexpensively. Although we sort of took advantage of their plummet of their economy, and well, that's default actually for yeah. them. So, but yeah, so it did cost us a little bit of front to get there, and also, but, as per the usual for us, we procrastinated in getting our tickets. So we paid more than we. Yeah, there's grease in our near future. Uh, there's grease in it our future. It looks like it. Yes, a yeah. year from now we will be in Greece. Yeah, it seems. Well, if, San- if Sandy listens to this, he'll freak. <laughs> but that I'm Greece trip, Greece again. That Greece trip uh, falls into rule tip number one, which is be adventurous. It is because it does. Then this is how this is how us being open to new things and um, not being so fixated and, you know, living in the moment that first time we went in Mexico, that Greece trip came about because our really good friends, uh, mom and stepdad. This will be a separate podcast. Well, no, I'm just saying that how it came out. Don't start in on the whole thing because that's way too complicated and way too long of a conversation to explain. No, it's not. It's, I'm just saying that because we developed that friendship, it branched out to the friendship with Bonnie's parents and then was a stepdad. And then they and he invited us to his kid's wedding, which was in Greece. Yes. We like destination weddings. We like you just tried to convince some total strangers to invite us to their Scotland <laughs> wedding last I did, week. Didn't I? You did. You were not successful, unfortunately. But well, we she, totally would have gone. Well, she didn't want even her whole family to go. <laughs> I know. We were at yeah. a wine. We were at a wine event last week, and we met this couple because we were friendly. Well, I was friendly. 
You were too focused on the wine. Well, I'm from Seattle. I'm by default. No, I bonded friendly. over. I bonded with this dude over the the, the sneakers that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Turns out that he's Scottish. Is getting married in They're a ha- castle. In a castle. In They're getting married in Scotland. And like that was the first thing I asked. Is like we love. That's the first thing I said was we <laughs> yes. love destination weddings. <laughs> we'll go to Scotland. We will go to strangers' like, wedding. Like, in we Scotland. don't know you, but I'll go to your wedding in Scotland. <laughs> we absolutely would. <laughs> We've been to weddings in Greece and Brazil. Indeed, we have. Which again, were super awesome trips. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about more of this on the next show. I don't want to talk a whole lot. Well, yeah, maybe you and I should do like a travel segment to the show yes that would be fun we should we can do we will like well so we're planning a new year's trip maybe we can do a show about that yes and then we can talk about local we can do what what evening magazine does with local trips oh yeah like what like where we go it's coming up like where we go um i love all that all right well i'm hungry wife me too let's go eat all right i have a steak to cook I want to thank my sponsor for the show, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Mm, tacos. Yeah, even after uh, two weeks worth of tacos, I came back and I was still craving tacos. And, How can you not be craving tacos? And Rancho always. Bravo hit the spot. I had the carnitas, the asada, the pollo. I've been eating more of the pozole lately. Mm. I don't think you've shared much of this oh, with me it's lately. Too good. It's too good. The pozole has uh, slow cooked pork in it mm-hmm. with the uh, do they have hominy? I don't know if they have hominy, but in the uh, in the in the soup, some fried cheese, Ooh. some tortillas. Yeah, I definitely would like to have some of this. So good. So definitely uh, support us, support them. Rancho Bravo. They have two locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. They just started doing. Uh, handmade corn tortillas. So give uh, reach out, visit them, and try it out. They have veggie. They have uh, veggies. So if you don't dig the meat, they have a good veggie mix. It Their is a good chips and mix. salsa is super good. The chips are so good. You know the salsa is what is what is a really important part of it. The guacamole is amazing. I know there's you're not a, the biggest fan of guacamole, but there's another big. I don't want to say they're big, but there's another Seattle taco place that has a few locations. And I've been to them a couple times, but they put the same seasoning on all of their meat. Oh, yeah. They put the same smoky seasoning on the beef and the chicken. So whether you get a quesadilla or a taco or a burrito, I don't know, do they have, they have to have burritos. It all, it tastes the same. Yeah. Because the the sauce that they put overwhelms everything that they have. Right. I like that Rancho doesn't do that, but they make three really good salsas in house. They have one will the hot burn your tongue off. Yeah, so you can <laughs> you can seasoning you can season the, the your taco to your liking. That's a really important thing. Um, so yeah, so definitely reach out RanchoBravoTacos.com. Follow them on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, they're going to be doing more contests on their Instagram, on their social media. I love contests. So follow them. Oh, there's a separate podcast all about the contests. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so definitely do that. 
And we thank you for listening. Follow us on social media, CZ Media Podcast, on Instagram and on Facebook. If you have any tips or things that you want to talk about, email us, czmediapodcast at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and did I say iTunes? You did. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. My personal favorite. Or on the website. So lots of easy places to come listen. Uh, Yeah. Thank you for being on the show, wife. You're welcome. Thank you. Is there anything you want to promote or plug? Not at this moment. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this travel show really helped because you, I mean, (laughs) not sure how helpful it was. (laughs) I I think it really is. I think it really is. And I also think that traveling is super important because it gives perspective. Ah, yes, I agree. Like everything, a lot of the complaints that I hear from people who haven't traveled I mean, I bite my tongue 70% of the time, but come on, you need to travel to get perspective, to really know (laughs) why it is that you think you believe what you think you believe (laughs) in a whole lot of things, like just perspective. It's important. All right. And with that, we're out. Adios. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's show. I loved it. I love that my wife was able to be on the show and we spoke about something that we both truly love, which is traveling. And I want to encourage everyone to take a step outside of their comfort zone and go someplace where they haven't been before. I recommend Mazalan, Mexico. It's the place where Lori and I have gone for a long time. And we met some amazing people, as we mentioned during the show. And one of them is Bonnie. She has a few rental properties in Mazatlan. And I'm going to put the links to those properties in the show notes. So I encourage you to click on them, take a look through it, research Mazatlan, because I bet that you are going to want to go. And once you're there, you are going to love your experience there. You're going to love the beach. You're going to love going to different restaurants. You're going to love talking to people. So I strongly recommend that. So click on those links in the show notes. Take a look around. And how awesome would that be if you listened to this show and booked one of her uh, properties and you loved it? So let us know if that actually uh, happens and we will uh, talk about that. So again, thank you for listening. Click on those links. Explore something new.